all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's go. You ready? As soon as it's up, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we say we are open and we are ready. Lord, we say have your way. Move by your spirit, God. Somebody say, I'm open and I'm ready. Come on, say, move by your spirit. Say, speak to me, Lord. Give me what I need to end this year strong. In Jesus' name. Let's go to work. So this is week two of our series, Christmas is Forgiving. And each message is a gift to you to end this year strong. Why? Because the way you end a thing determines the way you begin a thing. And when you get into 2022, hear me, you are not going to be in the security line. You are not going to be in the TSA line. You are not going to be at the gate. You are not going to be in, on the uh, machine to get you down to the plane. You are going to be, watch me, on the plane ready to take off. Hear me. Hear me, I need you to end 2021 strong because come 2022, watch me, you're taking off. What do you mean, Bishop? It means everything that God has ordained for your life, you're about to see that thing shift and it's finally going to be moving at the speed it's supposed to move, at the pace it's supposed to move. What if I told you 2021 was preparation, but 2022 is about to be purpose? I what if I told you that 2021 was to make sure you got yourself together, make sure you got yourself ready? This is why for many of you, you've been isolated a little bit this year. Why? God says, I need to pull you to the side so I can pull you back because I'm getting ready to look. Open up your mouth. Say, my next 12 will be my best 12. So today's message, today's message is this. Here's your gift. Here's your gift. It's all wrapped up for you. It's wrapped up for you. It's set over there by itself for you. Because for many of you, watch me, uh, 2022 is going to represent the year, watch me, where God is prepared for you. Watch me, you're not going to have to go through anybody else's stuff to get to it. 
Let me see if I can say it another way. Sometimes in life, you literally spend your life. I watched this movie on Netflix yesterday, and uh, I'm not typically an all-day Netflix movie watcher. I got stuff to do. I got business to handle. But I got wrapped up in this movie yesterday. It had uh, Sandra Bullock in it, and in this movie, y'all saw that? And at first I was like, this is from the, this is like not even my speed. I'm like, this is not, this is a lifetime style movie. I need something that this ain't gonna work for me. When I started watching it, I was like, okay, okay, wait a minute. I kept going, kept going, kept going. And then when I got to the twist in the movie, spoiler alert, I discovered, watch me, that she had taken the fall for something that she did not do because she was protecting her child. And it made me, I had to call my mother and just give her a call of appreciation because every parent, you have taken some blows. You've taken some hits. Every leader, you have taken some hits. Every pastor, you've taken some hits and you've taken some blows. Why? To cover your children and they didn't even know that you took the hit for them. What are you telling us that for, Bishop? Because for everybody where you've taken hits for everybody else, God says, I got a gift for you. And it's, and it's sitting by itself. You're not going to have to go through what you went through because you've already paid the price for it. Open your mouth, please. Say, there's a gift prepared for me. Here's today's, what are you magnifying? What are you magnifying? Can you ask somebody online can, and type it in the chat? Can you ask somebody if you're in the building? Ask them, say, what are you magnifying? Uh, what does magnify mean? What do you make appear larger than it really is? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, what do you increase or exaggerate the importance of? Because for some of you, what you don't understand is that you are making something much bigger than it really is, and you are magnifying something, watch me, and you are calling it a giant when it's really nothing more than something small that you've magnified. Some of you, you've elevated people to ranks that they do not have. What do you mean? You're calling them enemies, and they're not even in your league. You couldn't possibly be my enemy, and you can't even do what I have the ability to do. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Some of you, you've elevated people to call them your enemies, which means you made them your equal, and you can't even be my equal, baby. We don't even run in the same. But you've magnified, and now you've made something smaller. You've made it bigger. Here's the final meaning of magnify. It means to glorify God. Now, that's interesting. That's interesting because built into the word magnify means to glorify God. But here's what I've discovered. For many, we're not glorifying God. We're glorifying everything but God because our focus and our attention is on everything else but him. You have made everything else bigger than him. What you magnify, listen to me, is your choice. For those of you who keep it, I'm just so emotional. You have a magnification problem. I'm just so stressed. You have a magnification problem. I'm just so angry. You have a magnification problem. Nothing ever works for you. You have a magnification problem. I'm sick of these kids. You have a magnification problem. I'm sick of this relationship. You have a magnification problem. I'm sick of these people. You have a magnification problem. God, I'm just questioning why I'm even alive. You have a magnification problem. See, instead of paying attention to the fact that you're still here, you're paying attention to what's not the way you want it to be. But what if the way you wanted it to be was less than what he wanted it to be? So you got to keep going through until you see it the way he sees. Because you have a magnification problem. What you magnify is your choice. Say it's my choice. See, I can choose to magnify this 
Or I can choose to find some problem over here with all these chords, and I can magnify that. You see? You see? I, I can magnify that. I can say, wow, look, look at all this. It's so much. Or watch me, I can choose to magnify something else. For some of you, here's your problem, is that you find the worst thing and then you magnify it and now you curse the good because you've magnified the worst. For some of you, watch me, you're not even magnifying the fact that you're still alive. You are magnifying what could have went wrong but it didn't go wrong. I you're not even magnifying your progress. You are magnifying, watch me, what progress you haven't made, but you're not celebrating the progress that you have made. Let, matter of fact, let's just have an interruption to today's regularly scheduled message for everybody that can decide and can decipher and can discern that here's the reality of your life. While you may not be where you want to be, you can thank God that you're not where you used to be. Let me tell you what it's called. Progress. I, you better elbow somebody next to you say, I made progress. But I, and yeah, I may not be to the finish line, but I'm not where I started. I'm about to shout myself. I may not be at my destination, but I'm not where I started. I, oh, okay. Open your mouth say, I'm making progress. I, and what you magnify, hear me 915, it determines how you move. Why do you move the way you move? Because of what you magnify. You're so busy magnifying all these little things that you're not paying attention that you're clumsy. You're magnifying things so small you didn't even recognize you were about to run into something. See, 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 for some of you, watch me, you have become experts at finding small problems and making them big giants. And instead of recognizing, watch me, that if I got to the giant, that must mean I can handle the giant. If I got to the mountain, that must mean I can handle the mountain. You're so busy magnifying it. Listen, listen, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Let's see the choices of what you magnify in the scripture that we looked at in last week's message, moving past the pandemic. Um, if you remember, I said to you in that message that the Lord, right after a pandemic in Egypt, there were 10 plagues back to back, but they didn't affect God's people the same way. And right in the middle of that pandemic, God says to his people, for you, this is going to be a new beginning. This is the reason why, listen, we appreciate the news, we appreciate the doctors, we appreciate everybody. But guess what? God has said to his people, I'm over this. During the pandemic, I needed you to prosper, but now I'm ready to move you past the pandemic. In other words, I'm not stuck here. I'm not staying here. And I rebuke any confession that says it's going to be like this always. I, I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm moving past the pandemic. Literally, right in the middle of it, he tells his people, he says, for you, this is going to be a new beginning. Here's what I love about it, which means it don't matter what's going on around me. God says, I've got you on a different schedule. Pay attention. Some of you all, you keep magnifying everybody else's schedule, and you're not paying attention to your own. If you paid attention to your own, you'd realize you're not behind schedule. In fact, you're ahead of schedule. Because some of you keep comparing your life to other people's schedule, not realizing that if you get there first, that means that you're going to be able to be the first one to leave. But if I'm... 
But if I'm waiting in line, watch me, that means that God is preparing something for me that I hasn't seen, either hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the very heart of man, which means my schedule is just on time because you can have a schedule different than my schedule. And if I magnify your schedule, I think something's off of my schedule, not realizing my schedule is different than your schedule. Open your mouth, make this declaration. Say, I was not wasting time. Say, I was just in line. So literally, he says to them, for you, this is going to be a brand new beginning. And in this, I showed you this scripture, but the Bible prophesies pandemics. For the Bible literally speaks to the fact that there were going to be pandemics, and pandemics were not new. And I showed you what Jesus prophesied in Luke 21, 11. Now, I want you to see now, we're going to read this through the lenses of magnification. All right? He says, there will be what? Violent earthquakes in various places, famines, and, uh, and deadly and devastating pestilences, it's plagues and epidemics. Listen, 5,299,261 deaths. Now you can magnify that, or you can magnify the fact that you're not in that number. You can magnify what you see on the news, or you can magnify the fact that you ain't on the news. Yup. You can magnify the negative or you can magnify the good that God is doing. Somebody say, it's my choice. He says, there'll be terrible and, uh, sights and great signs from heaven. You know what gets me? Is it, you know, social media is a trip because you will look at Christians who literally are on social media tripping about stuff that I'm like, oh my God, like that is not even what the word said. Like y'all sitting up here scared and all that. And, and listen, this, this is the best time to be a believer. Somebody say, it's a good time to be me. Why? Because I showed you before I preached that message uh, moving past the pandemic, the Bible says there'd be great sights and great signs from the heavens. And so on December 4th, 2021, there was an eclipse that could not be seen from everywhere. It could be only be seen from certain places. And I taught you, pay attention, that the moon literally obstructs the view of the sun. So you end up thinking that the moon is equal to the sun when the reality is it's just obstructing the view of the sun. Lesson for many of you, you keep saying, I can't see it, I can't see it. That's because you've magnified something small instead of magnifying that which was big. And for some of you, the song said earlier, seated in heavenly places. What does that literally mean? It means I have a different perspective. If I'm seated in heavenly places, that means I'm not looking at it head on, I'm looking down at it. Which means if I'm looking down at it, what was once big, I now see it as small. And I'm not allowing myself to let something small block what's big. All right, well, let's look at this. Verse 12. They will lay their hands on you, unwanted chains, and they will persecute you, overwhelming hostility. All right, so we have two options here. When you deal with unwanted chains, you can either be mad about it and fuss about it, which is what your neighbor does. Why this got to happen? Why we got to do this? And why this? And why that? And why that? Or, 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 or you can magnify the fact that if something's changing, watch, watch me, that means something is growing. Change and comfort cannot exist in the same place. In fact, if there is no change around you, that means you're stagnant. Everybody that's got some unwanted change that's happening in your life right now, can I get you to release worship for just two seconds? That's all. Why? Because that's proof something is growing. Go. Two. It's proof something's growing. One. Somebody said, I'm grateful for change. He says they will persecute you. This means you're going to deal with overwhelming hostility. Now, you've got two choices here. Remember, because what you magnify is your choice. So you can magnify that people are being hostile toward you, or you can magnify the help you have. 
Now, okay, I know this is super simple. The shout comes later in this message. I, I, I know this is super simple, but, but the reality is, is that this explains why you move the way you move, why you're emotional the way you're emotional, why you're angry the way you're angry, why you're on this roller coaster like you're on this roller coaster, why one day you believe God, the next day you ain't even sure no more, why one day you trust him, the next day you don't even know if you want to live anymore. This explains the roller coasters. Why? Because you have a magnifying problem. So you can, you can magnify the hostility, all these people against me. Or you can say, well, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Which means if I got that much hostility against me, I must be somebody bad. Let me talk over here where they seem to shout better. You need to use the hostility against you as a measurement of the greatness that's in you. You don't send the army after one man unless you scared as heaven, hell, and earth. You don't send all them people talking about you like they talking about you unless somebody's scared of you. What if there was nothing wrong? What if there was finally something right with you? You don't send the Judas unless you got something valuable. The name Judas, you know Judas, Judas betrayed Jesus. The name Judas literally means this. It means a peephole and a door. Iscariot, his surname, it means a traitor. So Judas Iscariot means a peephole in a door that's a traitor, a turncoat. So his name prophesied who he was. You'll notice Jesus never, ever magnified his Judas. So why do you? Why are you sitting there? People did me wrong. People did me wrong. Oh, you know what gives me? People, all people want to do is sit up and relive the same stuff you survived. You need some people around you that can say, look, we're going to talk about that once. But after that, baby, it's time to move on. we got life to live. Are there any survivors in the building and online? Baby, I beat a whole lot of hell. I've overcome a whole lot of obstacles. And I'm not spending the rest of my days talking about my past days. I was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. And I cannot do that if I'm magnifying you. Jesus never paid him any attention. He paid Peter attention because Peter was part of his help. He checked Peter regularly. Judas, he said nothing to. Catch a clue. Why do you spend so much of your energy magnifying? So-and-so ain't doing right. So-and-so ain't doing right. So-and-so ain't doing right. If you focus on the errors of the one, you will miss the victories of the eleven. So you can focus on the hostility or you can just say, listen, do this, do what you're going to do. And look, Mark, I need you to hurry up. <laughs> See, some of you, you're too nice with your enemies. What, what do you mean? You're, can you hurry it up, please? I, I already know what you're doing. So can you hurry it up, please? I need to see the conclusion of this matter because it's time for me to move on. I, let's move to the next part. Let's move to the next part. Verse 13. This will be a time and an opportunity for you to testify about me. So you can focus on the opposition of the opportunity. It's, your, it's, your, it's literally, it's your choice. You can focus on the opposition or the opportunity. You know, I, I saw this thing yesterday that helped me. Anybody just, you ever had moments where just out of nowhere, discouragement just, just, just like, bam, wave at me. Really? The rest of y'all lying. Oh, come on, online, do the hand wave emoji. I, 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 you, you have moments. And then I saw this thing. 
um, it was just one of them moments where just like, I was like, ah. It was like, boom. I was like, ah. I was like, God, dog. And then I saw this, this little thing. It's not going to come on the screen. I'm just going to read it to you because I just saw it yesterday. Um, it says, there would be no Starbucks. Any Starbucks people? Dunkin' Donuts people? Oh, this is Denver. I forgot. You like your uh, boutique coffee shop people? Yeah. Okay. okay, there you go. You don't do corporate America. You want something locally owned and locally sourced, and you you want the you know the beans across the street. You know, <laughs> you want the milk fresh from the dairy from the cow. They name the cow. His name's Chip. I forgot where I'm at. I forgot where I'm at. All right. There would be no Starbucks if Howard Schultz gave up after being turned down by banks 242 times. Now, I said 242 times. That's a lot of loan applications. Pay attention to the Bible. The Bible says this is an opportunity for you to testify about me. In what? Word and deed. But if you're focused on your opposition, you're going to miss your opportunity. Because watch me. Howard Schultz, listen, let me just preach the gospel of Starbucks for a moment. If he stops at 242, there is no Starbucks. But because he persisted and magnified the opportunity, he got to 243. And for some of y'all, I just need you to last one more time. I, I just need you to try one more time. I just need you to take the trip one more time. I just need you to reach out one more time. I wish you to open your mouth and say one more time. I, the woman with the issue of blood. Can I now I preach the gospel of Starbucks? Let me preach the gospel. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, 4,380 days. She goes up and down on this roller coaster. She goes up and down. I'm about to get healed today. This is going to be it disappointed. I'm going to the doctor. This doctor say, I saw this doctor on Bravo. He good. <sighs> My expectations are high. And then the doctor says, there's nothing we can do. <sighs> she, 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 she sees some stuff on YouTube. Let's make it practical. She sees some stuff on YouTube. She's like, this is about to be amazing. I ordered my stock. I get Amazon for the drop it off. <laughs> and she starts taking her stuff, drinking her water, drinking her smart water because apparently she don't want dumb water. Americans will buy anything. Listen, um, <laughs> I'm not knocking smart water drinkers. Don't, don't send me no email. Watch me. She goes up and down, 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 for 12 years. 12 is the biblical number of foundation. See, pay attention to watch the spirit. God, God does everything on purpose. It's 12, 12, 21. Pay attention. Pay attention. See, for some of you, watch me. Today literally represents your woman with the issue of blood for 12 years day. What do you mean by that, Bishop? There's some stuff you were about to say. I guess that's just the way it's going to be. That today is going to be the day where you get your magnifying glass out and say, but I still have an opportunity. 
For those of us in the building and online that will not settle, but will be like that woman that said, wait a minute, I'm going to put my faith out there one more time. I'm going to put my seed in the ground one more time. I'm going to pray about this one more time. I'm going to trust God one more time. I'm going to believe for the impossible one more time. So for 12 years, she's, she's in this situation, 12 foundation. So she believes this is it. This is the way my life's going to be. And the Bible says she heard the rumors about Jesus. And the Bible says that she went and she got to him because she didn't focus on the opposition. She focused on the opportunity. Here's what a lot of people have said. That's too much of a crowd. I don't want to be around all them people. See, for some of you, your, your pride is why you miss opportunity because you don't get to get the opportunity on your terms. But I don't want to have to go through what everybody else went through. Well, I guess you don't want the opportunity there. Well, I don't want to have to do all that paperwork. Well, I guess you don't want the opportunity there. Well, I don't want to have to go through the same process everybody else did, but I guess you don't want the opportunity because the woman said, listen, I've been in this for 12 years and I don't care what now one of y'all think about me. Baby girl got on that flow and she started pulling her way in dirt, in mud, people stepping on her. See, some of y'all watch me. You got to not be too proud to beg. Why? Because I'm not begging man. I'm begging God. I... What are you magnifying? You can magnify your 12 years or you could magnify. Watch me. Bible says immediately she was healed. So let's go here. You can magnify your 12 years or you, or, or you can magnify this one opportunity. Because had she missed him, watch me, we never hear about her. Why doesn't she have a name? Because it can be anybody. The Bible doesn't take the time to name her so that if you've been in an issue for a long time, you can put your name right there. This man had this issue. This woman had this issue. This man had this struggle. This woman had this struggle. This all right, let's go. Let's go. Say it's my choice. Look at verse 14. So make up your minds not to prepare beforehand to defend yourself. So this means decide not to worry. So here again, here's your magnifying glass. I can worry. I'm so worried. What could go wrong? What could happen? I'm scared. See, let me tell you some of y'all's problem is that you pray for stuff that's too good to be true. You get it and then you curse it. It says too good to be true. Well, then what did you pray for? If you wanted regular, you shouldn't have got saved. I, if you wanted to live a regular natural life, then you could have stayed with the enemy. Watch me. But since you've given your life to the Lord, you're supposed to live a supernatural life. I, which means every day I'm living in stuff that seems way too good to be true. But I open up my eyes and say, this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in my eyes. Look at somebody next to you say, it's going to be too good to be true, too good to be true, too good to be true. But it's going to be real. I, it's my choice. It's my choice. Verse 15. For I will give you words and wisdom which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. So watch me. I can focus on the wisdom he gave me or I can focus, I can magnify the opponents. I can focus on the resistance or I can focus on the richness of the wisdom. Uh -huh. Say, what are you magnifying? Verse 16. But you will be betrayed and handed over by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. And I taught you that COVID exposed and exploited what was weak, which means coronavirus, watch me, it didn't take down anything unless there was something that was weak in the first place. 
See, in the natural, they said those that had pre-existing conditions were more susceptible uh, to very uh, severe disease. And it's the same principle is true in the spirit. What coronavirus did is if your marriage was weak, all it did was show you what it was the whole time. See, you can pretend like it's something that it's not until it's sick. You can pretend like the friendship is something that it's not until it's sick. You can pretend like you're something that you're not. And they will put some of you to death. I told you some people will cancel you. There'll be death around you in multiple ways. Now, you can focus on the betrayal. You can magnify being handed over. You can magnify what, what was exploited and shown you what it really was. You can magnify that people are canceling you. You can magnify that there's death around you or touch your neighbor say or. or. Now, now here's the problem. We, we, I like it. They had two over here. They had a wave. <laughs> Look at somebody else say or. or. Online, you type it or. See, here's the problem. You don't think you have a choice. In your mind, this is what's hollering, so this is what's, this is what's making noise. This is what I need to magnify. And God says, or, you can say, I hear that. But the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is, woe unto you if you got crazy enough sense to try to come against. Somebody say, it's my choice. All right, all right, this is super simple. I'm going to take you further, though. Can we go further? Yes, right, look at the next part. Look at the next part. Uh, it says this, verse 18. Or actually, let's go verse 17. And you will be continually hated by everyone because of your association with my name. So, so you have choice here. You can either focus on the Lord and his acceptance, or you can focus on unfruitful people and their acceptance. Yeah, I don't talk around God around my mama. You know how she is. Bump your mama. And you can tell her I said it. Because ain't nobody scared of your mama. Or your daddy. Or your cousin. Pookie Nim. Ray Nim. Juan Pablo Nim. Kelly Nim. Kim Sue Nim. Ain't nobody scared of nobody in your... Y'all not going to say nothing to me. You got to make a choice that I will not focus on your acceptance I've got to make sure I get his acceptance I don't want to say nothing because you know how she is screw how excuse me how she is you going to deny the Lord to make her happy you going to deny the Lord to make him happy I wish y'all excuse me I'm, I'm preaching like it's 1115 I apologize excuse me hallelujah praise the Lord I don't want my friends to feel uncomfortable around me. If they don't, something's wrong with you. They ought to have a little something that they put away when you walk in the room. They ought to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold, hold up before you come in here. Let me put why? Because I ought to walk in so much Holy Ghost and so much anointing that when I walk in, I don't have to say nothing. My presence causes an uh, open your mouth, say, I'm a walking rebuke. I, It's your choice, though. It's your choice, though. Somebody says, it's my choice. Verse 18, but not a hair of your head will perish. That's the next shout for you in the word. 
God says, all this is going to be going on. There's going to be a pandemic. He says, you're going to have all these things. And he said, but here's what I need you to focus on, that you've not lost one hair. Now, here's what that means. It doesn't mean that literally, because some of us, we don't lose them, we cut it. Listen. Here's what it means. When you look at the totality of the pandemic, you suffered no loss. In fact, you're better December 2021 than you were March 2020. I'm about to finish this message, but I need to check the building and check online one more time. Is there anybody that can testify you are better today than you were? You went through some things, but you're better. You suffered some things, but you're better. You cried some tears, but you're better. You dealt with some loss, but you are. So look, so look, verse 19. By your patient endurance, you will gain your soul. What's your soul? You are a tripart being. You're a subconscious mind. That's your spirit. You are a soul. That's your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And you live in a physical body. He says, by your patience in the pandemic, shut up. By your patience in the pandemic. Guys, when I say shut up, I don't literally mean shut up. Because this whole section over here just didn't say nothing. It's just a figure of speech. It means it's so good to me. You know what I'm Some preachers say amen. I say shut up. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> I think he says, your patience during the pandemic. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This, okay. All right. Okay. He says, there were things you had planned that you expected to happen during the pandemic. That it seems like the pandemic delayed those things, declined those things, and for some of you, you thought denied those things. But what does the scripture say? But because of your patience, when? In the midst of a pandemic, what did you do? You gained control over your mind, your thoughts, your will, and your emotions. In other words, I needed the delay so that I could handle me. I needed the delay so I could overcome myself. I needed the delay so... Look, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Say my patience in the pandemic is what gives me possession, authority over my mind. Come on, 915, my thoughts, my will, and my emotions. I had to wait, and I waited well. But the earth is open now. I need your faith to go to another level. Say, I had to wait for a little while. But prophesy to yourself, but it's finally my time. It's finally my turn. There's a gift that's been prepared for me. I'm ready. He's ready. 915. You better come on with me. Doors are swinging open for you. Opportunity is opening for you. Why? Because you learn how to possess your soul. Listen, listen, listen. Psalm 35, 27. We're almost done. Here's the magnifier. It says this. Psalm 35, 27 says this. Let them say continually. Let, which means action. Say action. So not only is this magnifying thing my choice, it's an action. So here it is. I got A. Oh no, let's go over here. I got A, B. If I don't choose, pay attention. I have choice A, I have choice B. If I don't choose, it sits in neutral. 
it sits idle. But what does that mean practically? This is why you don't even know what to focus on. This is why you'll sit at the desk for 30 minutes just trying to figure out what you're getting ready to do. This is why you'll spend hours thinking about what you need to think about and actually never did anything with what you thought. I'm not talking to anybody. This is, why, this is why you'll spend, I don't know, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I go up? Should I go down? Should I cha-cha real smooth with it? Should I crisscross? I don't even know what to do. Two hops this time, I don't, I don't even know what to do. Slide to the left, I don't know what to do. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Everybody clap your hands. Stop. You can't live in a dance move, though. <laughs> and for some of y'all, God is like, you haven't chosen to focus on either. You've chosen to focus on peace. Uh-oh. I just want to relax. I just want some peace. That's why you're in the bed at 9.30 and don't wake up until the next day until 2. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let's deal with this verse. Let's deal with this verse. Let the Lord be what? Mag which means that's my choice. So I focus on my circumstances or I focus on the Lord. If I don't focus on either, I'm focused on me. You got it? Let the Lord be what? Magnified. Magnified there is this Hebrew word, gadol. Say gadol. I like it because when I, when I heard that word, it made me think of God dog. <laughs> what is God dog? God dog is a, is a uh, modern colloquialism that just simply expresses your disdain at a particular situation. So somebody says, so-and-so was lying on you. God dog. It was a replacement for another terminology that we won't say in church on today. Man, you see them gas prices sky high. God, dog. You know, they say inflation, everything is high. God, dog. You know, they talking about Omicron, Megatron, Cybertruck. God, dog. You know, they can't find no good employees. People go to work, don't want to work. God, dog. You got to make up for other people's failure to do their job on your job, and you're trying to figure out why they still get a check. God, dog. You've been good and loyal to people, and now the people you've been good and loyal to acting like they brand new. God, dog. But the Bible says to magnify the Lord is the word gadol. So instead of gadol, I'm a gadol, which means I choose to magnify the Lord. I'm not magnifying no leech. I'm not magnifying no loss. I'm not magnifying no person. I'm not magnifying no issue. I choose to gadol. Who has pleasure? God says, I have pleasure. Look, look at what makes him happy. He says, I'm happy when you are prosperous. So 
I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine this. So, so, so what is prosperity? It's bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. We're almost done. It's shalom, which means favor and health. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. What is favor? Preferential treatment. God says, I like seeing you be treated better. Now, now pay attention, pay attention. God says, God says, so like God, God, okay, so just imagine for a moment. God is like, God is like, wow. So he's on the throne. He's making decisions. He's God. And then he sees you shalom. He's like. Come here, Mike. You see this? That's my boy right there. That boy took a bad hand and played the hell out of it. Do you hear me? That girl took a bad hand and look at what she produced with what she had. The deck was stacked against her, but she won. Oh, my God. The deck was stacked against him, but he won. Watch me. They had unwanted chains. They had hostility. They had betrayal in the midst of a pandemic. But baby, they were patient. I... Watch me. You know how to shout, but when you do well, you make heaven shout. I... I don't know about you, but I want God to have a shout party for just a few moments when he looks at what I do and what I had. I need you to open up your mouth and rejoice right there that he's rejoicing over you. Go. Could you imagine God getting happy in heaven? Could you imagine God dancing in heaven? Could you Im The Bible says he's pleasured. So I like I could imagine it happening. Like, could you imagine when God shouts? Like, what does God shout like? Like, you know, is he is he more of a conservative shouter? Like, no, come on, come on. Is he is he a, is he a conservative shouter or, is, you know, you know, is he one of them cool shouters where you just kind of? Because every time you do good, the Bible says he starts rejoicing. And I don't know about you, I've learned how to rejoice. But in 2022, I want heaven to rejoice over. Can I just, but I wonder if he's a, I wonder does he go in? Because some people, when they shout, they don't just shout, they go in. They... Somebody say, he's rejoicing over me. Say, he's pleasured when I prosper. Say, in 2022, I magnify the Lord and he's going to dance over me. He's going to shout over me. Okay, we got to go. 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 Say it's my choice. God or God. Let's practice one more time. God or God, it's your choice. And he says, if you magnify me, we about to have a party over you. See, some of y'all, this is why you see people that have less talent go further than you. Why? Because they know how to magnify better. Y'all not going to say that to me. This is why you look at other people and say, God, why are you blessing them like that? Could it be that they've learned how to magnify in a way that you don't magnify? You're magnifying your skill. They're magnifying the Lord. You're magnifying where you should be. They're magnifying where God has got them to. Oh, magnify them. All right, I got to finish. Psalm 40, 16. Let those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as your love, such as love your salvation, say continually, let the Lord... 
Come on, y'all, it's on the screen. Let the Lord pay attention. God says, your prayer, your praise, and your worship, this is how you make your choice. What does pray mean to ask? Who you asking? What you asking? Who you talking to? I know you need opportunity to vent, but dog, you don't even pray. You venting about something you've not prayed about. Can I get, can, can we be honest? Come on, let's be honest. You've done that at one point in your life. Online, do that hand with emoji and say it's me. What's me? He says, he says, your prayer, your praise. What, what do you shout about? I made it a habit in my life that every time something little happens, I see it, I'll see it, I'll, say, uh, I'll, I'll stop, and I will praise him, and I will worship him. Why? Because I want to make sure I keep the magnifying glass on him. And sometimes you got to learn how to skip through emails, skip through texts. So let, me, let me not deal with that right now. Let me, let, me, let me magnify that right there. Bless him. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'll get back to that. But in the meantime, let me thank God for that one right there. Say my prayer, praise, and worship. Decide for me. It's your magnifying glass. Some of you, you worship at the altar of your circumstances. You, you, you worship at the altar. You literally, you get down before your circumstances. Please, circumstances, do me right. Please, circumstances, change. Please. And God is like, oh, my God. He's like, if you would just worship me and magnify me instead of your circumstance, you, you would see your circumstance change. But because you worship it, it remains because you've made a God of it. You ready? Okay, here go the last one. Say last one. last one. This one is the one. This is my line. If you watched preview last night, I mentioned the line. I had it at the end because I knew if I put it in the middle, it's going to be the, 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 the 10 o'clock experience because the 915 won't go in. It's just going to go into the 1115. It's going to be like Supernatural Sunday Part 2. So, so I, had to, I had to put this one in at the end. All right, Psalm 34.1. You know the first part. I will bless the Lord at all times. When? At all. What does that mean? I will magnify the Lord. When? At all times. Which means I'm, not, I'm consciously choosing not to magnify that. I'm consciously choosing to magnify the Lord. And his praise shall do what? Continually be where? In my mouth. Here you go. You ready? Here's the line. Everything and everyone that's happened to you has been a gift for you. Bishop, that doesn't even make sense to me. You mean the rape? You mean the abuse? You mean the scandal? You mean the issue? You mean the family problem? You mean the mama problem? The daddy problem? You mean, oh no. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord with at all, which means everything that has happened to you God says, I need you to not see it as gutter. I need you to see it as a gift. I need you to see it as something I gave you so that you will learn how to magnify the... Say, everything's been a gift to me. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We, we got to go. But I need to make sure you get this. Say, everything and everyone that's happened to me has been a gift for me. All right, bet. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. 
Judas, say he's a gift. No, 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 no. Bishop, how is he a gift? That mark betrayed the Lord. If he's not betrayed, he never ever sheds his blood. He doesn't shed it in the garden, which means he doesn't undo what Adam did. Y'all not going to hear me. He doesn't get the crown of thorns, which means he doesn't give you a crown. His, his brow isn't pierced, which means that you will be under the curse of the sweat of your brow in Genesis, which means that you'd work hard but never see any results. They don't pierce his hands, which means that whatever your hand touches won't be blessed. They don't pierce his feet, which means wherever you walk, the, it becomes your territory. They don't pierce his side, which means that he deals with internal issues. So whatever internal issues I deal with, I'm healed with. In other words, unless Judas happens, you don't happen. Uh-uh, you miss me. You miss me because you should be shouting better than that. Without Judas, there is no you. Without Judas, you're not healed. Without Judas, Jesus never gets to the cross. I know you know how to say thank you, Jesus. But I need to see if there's some mature people at like this 915 that have learned how to say thank you, Judas. I you are a gift. You are a whole gift. You are a whole gift. You are a whole gift. Women with the issue of blood. You don't have, what got her into that? I've talked to this before. She gets into a relationship she has no business getting in. And Deuteronomy 28 says that the consequence for that issue, the consequence for the action that she took would be that she would have an issue of blood. Her blood would run uncontrollably. And that would be a sign that she is now uh, uh, invalidated. And she has now crossed the line and the threshold God set for her. Pay attention. But if she doesn't have that issue, if she doesn't have that issue, you'll catch it. If she doesn't have that issue, she never finds out that he's a healer. Pay attention. She never finds out that he's a healer. You'll never be able to believe that he's a healer. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Some of y'all are missing it. If she doesn't learn, watch me, after 12 years of being in the same situation, if she doesn't learn how to go one more time, then she never learns persistence. I'm glad, watch me, you ready for this? I'm about to say something that's about to shock you. I'm glad for everybody that's ever come against you. I'm glad for them, why? Because they made you learn how to fight. They made you learn how to not be no punk. They made you learn how to get up and make, I'm glad for everybody that's ever lied on you. Why? It made you learn you can live after a lie. I'm glad that relationship didn't work. Had that not failed, you wouldn't have met who God ordained for. Open your mouth, say everything's been a gift. I gotta go. I gotta go. That's my line. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. I, I, I only got time to deal with boast. Say my soul. my soul. My mind, my thoughts, my will and emotions. When did you get control of your soul? Because you were patient in the pandemic. Do you remember this from a few minutes ago? My soul. Say my soul. My soul. It celebrates the Lord. Say celebrates the Lord. Celebrate Which means I don't need Bishop to say celebrate. I don't need business to say clap. Because my mind, thoughts, will, and when I think. See, for those who watch me, when Corona had you on your back and you thought it was going to be your end, you don't need a praise team. I, I don't need y'all to sing nothing for me. I don't need no lights. I don't need no band. I don't need any of that. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, my soul celebrates the Lord. Then it raves. Look at somebody say rave. God says that means I want you to act like a whole fool. 
Look at this last one. Look at this last one. I only got time to deal with this one. I only got time to deal with this one. I only got time to deal with this one. My soul, look at this one, is married to the Lord. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's why I like this one. Here's why I like this one. Because here's the concept. Here's the concept. The concept is he ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. So we need to figure this thing out. See, for some of you, the reason that you can't figure it out is because you still have an exit option on the table. And as long as you have an exit option on the table, watch me, then you're never going to figure it out. It got quiet right there. See, here's what this means. This means, watch me, because I magnified the Lord, I'm married to him. Say, I'm married to him. All right, come on, everybody. Fellas, ladies, everybody. What does this mean? This just means he ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. So we need to figure this thing out. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I hear in the spirit, for those of you who, watch me, your doubt has been trying to threaten him. It got quiet there. Don't even sweeten this up. Let this come out raw. That's me. Where your doubt has been trying to threaten him. How many of you will be honest? Let's be honest. My hand will go up first before I even say what I'm about to say. That in your mind, your doubt has been threatening him. What do you mean threatening the Lord? You've been threatening him with a walkout. Uh-oh. You've been threatening him with a strike. Ooh, it's quiet in this building, right? I got the Holy Ghost, man. Here, here's what this says. I got to go. Dang it. Stand on your feet. God, dog. Come on, stand on your feet in the building online. Here's what it means. He's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So what we need to do is just figure this out. Say this for me. Say, he's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So let's figure this out. All right, here's how we're going to have to close this one. He says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Which means, open your mouth and say this. Say, Father, forgive me for every time I threatened to divorce you with my actions. Come on, open your mouth and say, Father, forgive me for every time I acted like I was spiritually single looking for a new God. Here we go. It says, let the humble, those that are afflicted, those that are in need, and those that seem to like hear and be glad. Say, why will I be glad? You have your magnifying glass. It's your choice. Why am I glad? Say, why am I glad? Here it is. Here's your shot. We got to go 915. Because it's not over until it's good. Which means if I magnified the Lord... It's not over until it's good. There's not one thing in Genesis that he did that he didn't look at it and say, it's good. Day one, he said, the Lord said, and there was, it was good. Day two, the Lord said, and there was, it was good. Day three, the Lord said, and there was, it was good. Four, he said, it was, it was good. Five, he said, it was, it was good. Six, he said, it was, it was good. Look at me. Look at me. There is nothing that when you magnify the Lord, it's not over for you until it's good. Lift your hands and worship for five seconds. Go in the building online.
Father, we magnify you. We shift our attention to you. We shift our focus to you. We magnify. Let the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be magnified. For some of you in the building, for some of you at your home, I mean, at home, walk towards the television. If you know you've been magnifying some stuff beside the Lord, walk towards your phone. In the building, if you know you've been magnifying some stuff beside the Lord, can I just get you to run to get to this altar for just a few seconds? But if you know your magnifying glass needs to be readjusted today, just move towards this altar. Move towards this altar quickly, quickly, quickly. Why? Because you're doing in the natural something that you're doing in the spirit i magnified the lord come on come on 915 i magnified the lord get as close as you can i know we got a bunch of toys up get as close as you can and as you come come with your hands lifted come with your hands lifted and your mouths open come with your hands lifted and your mouths open with your hands lifted and your mouths open say lord i magnify you say i put the focus on you Say, let the Lord be magnified. And say, when the Lord is magnified, he's going to make everything good. Say, my next 12 look very good. Say, my next 12 look very good. Say, they look amazing. And my next 12, they'll be my best 12. I need you to put a praise behind that. Go. Come on, 915. Come on, 915. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. I magnify the Lord. I magnify the Lord. I magnify. I magnify the. I magnify the. So God, in this building, it hits about eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, this is your moment. Secondly, I'm not gonna beg you. I'm not Keith Sweat nor am I James Brown. I do not have a perm or a jerry curl. <laughs> you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, in this building or online, wherever you're at, on three, I just need you to throw your hand up in the building online through the hand wave emoji says to me, Bishop, what is it to become a Christian? It means that you give him your life. It simply means that you say, Lord, I live for you. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Listen, Christians aren't perfect. Christians aren't sinless. Christians screw up a whole lot. That's why we need the blood. <laughs> Can I get some honest Christians in this building? I'm not sinless. I just sin less. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. That's why we need Jesus. If you're in this building or online, in the building, on three, raise your hand. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Says me. I have digital ambassadors on every campus with chat. One, two, three. If that's you, put that hand up in this building. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Come on, church. I need you to celebrate the hands that are lifted in this building. Let's thank God for the hands that are online. Come on, we're going to move quickly. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I magnify you. That's my choice. You're not going anywhere, and neither am I. I confess in my mouth and believe in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who just gave your lives to the Lord for the first time, I need you to take your phone out, scan that QR code, or text the word DECISION to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? 
We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 